Welcome to the Weekly Insight Podcast, where we break down the noise of the week and help you understand the psychology of the markets with your host, Andrew Dore at Insight Wealth Group. Good morning. Welcome to the latest edition of the Weekly Insight Podcast. I hope everybody's having a wonderful start to their week. As usual, I'm your host, Andrew Dore. I want to thank you for joining us, and I will start, as I start every week, with just reminding you that what you're about to hear today shouldn't be construed as individual investment advice, but instead as our broad sense of what's going on in the markets and the economy. If you'd like to discuss how it might impact your personal portfolio, I'd encourage you to give us a call. As we get started today, I was at a conference with my business partner, Andrew Kleiss. It was actually a group that he works with called the American Association of Swine Veterinarians about a month ago. And at dinner one night, I was sitting with one of Andrew's clients and we were talking about this podcast and our weekly memo. And something was said to the effect of, why are you guys always so optimistic? And I think it's a valid question. It's potentially a critique, right? If we're just always whistling past the graveyard, that's a problem. And it's been ringing in my ears now for the last 45 days or so. And I wanted to address it. And I wanted to address it specifically as it related to the situation we're in today with what's going on with the Fed, with interest rates. And I think there's a simple answer and there's a longer answer. And the simple answer is that the long-term trend for markets and the economy, despite frequent volatility, is growth. Patient investors win. Those that panic when things look ugly don't. And I think one of the best ways to look at that is by one at one of our biggest mistakes. One of our glaring misses is an excellent example of this trend. And our long-term investors will recognize this. You may recall that during the heart of the COVID pandemic, we held a significant weight in an energy MLP fund, a fund called MLPDX, which massively underperformed at the start of the pandemic. When the S&P was down nearly 35%, MLPDX was down 65%. We looked dumb. We really did. You know, it all happened so fast, it would have been tough to avoid, right? We would have had to have been able to see the future to miss it. But once it happened, we get to the question of what to do next. And the easy answer, the easy answer is to dump the fund, blame it on the pandemic, and just never bring it up again. Hope everybody forgets about it. But that's not actually what we did. Instead, we had optimism. There's that word again. Albeit, I'll admit, optimism that a few of you thought was crazy at the time, that the world wasn't ending, that people were going to continue to need energy. So we held on to the position. And despite the fact that it was a fairly long road to recovery, that fund, if you go back to pre-pandemic times and you look at the performance of that fund versus the performance of the S&P 500, That fund has outperformed the S&P 500 from before the pandemic, even including that 65% drop, it's outperformed the S&P 500 by nearly 25%. Much like in March of 2020, we're still pretty broadly optimistic today. Inflation is falling. Employment is strong. The banking system, despite what everybody wanted to believe, isn't failing. Equities are 25% cheaper today on a PE basis than they were one year ago. All in all, Things look pretty solid, but there's a difference between optimism and blind optimism. There's a difference between true hope and false hope. Part of good asset management is good risk management. And there is one particular risk right now that I think needs to be addressed, and that is the future of interest rate policy. I did a podcast a week ago addressing the growing debate between Fed members about what the right path was for interest rate policy. I'd encourage you to go take a listen to it from last week. The gist was this. There are two 
competing camps at the Fed right now. Those that want to slow or stop interest rate increases and those who want to keep hitting the gas. Now, Friday was the start at at the close of business. It was the start of the quote unquote blackout period. The blackout period is a time when Fed members are no longer allowed to make public comments prior to the upcoming FOMC meeting. That meeting is coming up here a week from Wednesday on May 3rd. They were out in full force talking about what is about to come, albeit admittedly in their typical guarded Fed speak. But one thing was clear. There is no consensus right now. Some, like Chicago Fed President Austin Goolsby, you guys might remember him. He was Obama's chief economic advisor. So people like him and Philadelphia Fed President Patrick Harker were saying things like, hold rates in place and let monetary policy do its work. Others, like New York Fed President John Williams and Governor Michelle Bowman, were saying things like, inflation is still too high and we will use our monetary tools to restore price stability. None of us here at Insight, certainly not me, have a PhD in economics. And I will be the first to acknowledge that the Fed is right now at the most difficult part of this process, deciding when to stop. There are those that are very fearful of stopping too early, and much like the 1970s seeing inflation rebound, there are some that believe we're already too late and the rapid raise and increases are going to cause a recession. No one will know what the right answer is until long after the decision has been made. But the market has already made its decision. The market is already saying, listen, the Fed needs to raise rates one more time and halt. If not, the market believes we're going to see a significant economic slowdown. So that brings us to Powell's comments coming up in just nine days. As I see it, there are three options, all of which include a 25 basis point rate hike. But then the discussion of what's next is either a clear mention of pausing rate hikes for the foreseeable future, a punt saying, hey, listen, we'll discuss it at the next meeting or a clear discussion about continuing rate hikes into the future. In my opinion, there are two potential market outcomes from these choices. If Powell goes ahead with number one, saying, hey, listen, we're going to raise rates 25 basis points and we're going to pause the hikes and let this interest rate policy bite. If that's the direction he goes, the market is going to love it. Equities are going to respond broadly, and we will look to expand our exposure to value-driven equities and portfolios. But I think options two and three either punting to the next meeting or being very clear that they intend to continue to raise rates into the future would be seen very negatively. Equities will suffer, and we are going to want to expand our exposure to longer duration fixed income in the portfolios. I don't know what the result is going to be. My gut, just based off of the last 12 months of Fed meetings, is that it's probably going to be number two. It's probably going to be a punt to the next meeting. But I don't get a vote. You don't get a vote. We do get a vote, however, in portfolios. And that's why we decided to take a little bit of risk off the table last week in our core portfolios. So for our clients, our conservative growth and our balanced portfolios. It wasn't a huge move, but we took 5% of the portfolio out of shorter duration corporate bonds in a fund RNDLX, and we switched it to longer duration treasuries via an ETF called IEF. We did that on Thursday. If the Fed disappoints us, This hedge is going to help protect our downside, and we will then move rapidly to expand that exposure. If they give us everything they want, if they go with option one, hey, we're hiking rates 25 basis points, and we're going to pause. If that's what we get, this hedge will not materially impact our ability to participate in the expansion of equities, and we can move quickly back out of the position if necessary. It's worth noting that we are not the only ones starting to be concerned about this outcome. One month ago, 
If you looked at the odds that the feds would raise rates in the June meeting, the odds were 0.00%. As of Friday, those odds had crept up to 23.4%. Let's hope we're wrong on this. The best thing that could happen is for Insight to be wrong and this hedge to not be necessary. If that's the case, awesome. But hope can only take us so far. Great quote from a Harvard physician by the name of Dr. Jerome Groupman. And he once said that, quote, false hope can lead to intemperate choices and flawed decision-making. True hope takes into account the real threats that exist and seeks to navigate the best path around them, end quote. We may be optimists. I certainly am about the long-term outcome. But we also understand the need to consider the real threats and the need to navigate the best path around them. Now is exactly the time to be doing that in portfolios, and that's what we did last week for our clients. So with that, I'll leave it there. As always, if you want to discuss this and how it may impact your personal portfolio, please give us a call at the office. You can reach us at 515-273-1333. Or as always, you can visit us on the web at www.insightwealthgroup.com. I hope you have a fantastic week. We're almost to this big Fed meeting. We're getting there as quick as we can. We'll look forward to talking to you about it again soon. Take care. Securities offered through RTA Wealth Management, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, NFA. Investment advisory services offered to RTA Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment firm.